Everything in this world has a standard. Think about restaurants. We rate them on a scale of one to five. Hotels, we do the same. Think about athletes. There's professional athletes and then there's amateur athletes. Think about musicians. There's the person playing drums in their basement. And then there's those who actually make records and get paid to perform in concerts. There's no difference in sales. You just heard Dan talking about standards. We have them in every area of life, but we sometimes forget to define them when it comes to our sales conversations. How does your mindset impact how you show up in these conversations? And do you fall into the amateur or high performance category? In this episode, Dan breaks down how you can self-evaluate and level up your process, which always starts with your mindset. Listen in as he identifies nine conversation standards that will help you gain self-awareness and drive high performance results. I'm Kylie Schmitz. I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a non-conformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. First one that we've got here is the focus on the outcome versus the process in your conversations. Dan, can you dig into this one a little bit more for us? This one kind of starts the domino effect for all of them. So as a sales professional, if I go into a conversation, whether with a client or a prospect, and I'm focused on the outcome, I'm only going to listen for information that aligns with me potentially getting a second meeting or it aligns with me scheduling a demo. The outcome of the demo and the outcome of the second conversation is something that I want. And what happens is I end up missing all kinds of opportunities to learn more and challenge that prospect's current perspective. Process is a little bit different. Process is when we focus on our questions and our learning. And we bet on our process for asking questions and learning to the point where it's all about how and if we can help that prospect and are they ready? And we're not worried about, do we get the second meeting? Do we get the demo? Did they like us? That's process-based. High performers focus on the process. That's why they learn more. They actually help that prospect. So an amateur mindset is going to focus on the outcome and they will only listen for things that drive to the outcome they want. They will only ask questions that drive toward the outcome they want. That amateur mindset limits their learning and then it also limits the perspective of the prospect. And ironically, it ends up creating the same conversation that that prospect's already used to having with all the sales professionals, current competition. Everybody sounds the same. That's what happens when you focus on an outcome. When you focus on process though, you're focusing on your questions. You're focusing on your listening. You're able to ask questions that helps that prospect determine if they want and need help. So at the end of a conversation, how much of your mindset was focused on, got to get the outcome, got to get the second meeting, don't blow this, get the demo, and you considered that success? versus how much of your thought process was focused on, I'm not labeling anything, I'm not setting a value on anything yet, let me see how much I can learn here, 
and let me see how much that prospect's willing to share and how much debate and evaluation that prospect is willing to do in this conversation with me. How are amateurs versus high performers asking questions in their conversations with prospects? Yeah, that's a great question, Kylie. Amateur mindsets will only ask questions that they know the answer to. Why do you think that is, Dan? The amateur mindset is focused on the outcome. In order to get the outcome that they want and guide the conversation in the direction they want, the amateur mindset asks particular questions that lend itself to that outcome. And they don't want to risk not achieving the outcome and they want to stay in control of the conversation. That's how the amateur mindset works. If I ask these questions I know the answer to, it's an easy way for me to guide the prospect to either A, B, or C. The amateur question asking also comes through with multiple choice questions. Instead of just saying, what are some of your goals for the next year? They may say, is it to grow headcount? Is there a revenue goal in mind? Or are you looking to expand into new areas, territories? We might give a multiple choice question instead of just, what are your growth goals? Absolutely. And that's very leading. You're setting the parameters for the answer. And it limits your learning. Right. Most importantly, though, it limits the perspective of the prospect or client. And the reason why that's so important is because your prospect and client, they come into the meeting with you with a perspective already. That perspective could be anything, but it will be influenced by that prospect or client's current biases and experiences. If you want the prospect or the client to consider change, the most important thing that you have to do is learn how to ask questions to help that prospect or client evaluate and debate and potentially adopt or change their perspective first. And I think this segues really nicely into number three, which is amateurs are listening for what they want to hear versus the high performers who are listening to what they need to hear. Yeah. With the multiple choice questions, when an amateur mindsetted sales professional asks questions, they'll often give two or three options. That is that innate need to try to garner or uncover what they want to hear versus the high performer mindset. They're okay with whatever the answer is because they understand it's all about what they need to hear. So if you think about it, if there's certain things that you want to hear in the relationship, you're going to ask certain questions. So you hear it, you're going to limit your learning. And again, you're going to limit the perspective of the other person. And if you go the other route, and you're having a conversation with someone, but you want to get to the truth and you're okay with whatever the truth is, you're going to ask questions and listen for what you need to hear. And that's a big difference between the amateur mindset and the high performance mindset. I also think this goes back to, and this is something we've talked about a lot, just observing in role plays, asking qualifying questions versus curious questions. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on that and maybe we should. But quite simply, if you have a list of questions and you're rattling off the questions one after another, you are going to appear as if you're trying to qualify the prospect. It's okay to have a list of questions, but focus 
more on your process of learning and allow that natural curiosity to come out. Believe me, your prospect can tell the difference between you trying to qualify them versus you innately just being curious about them, their business, what's working and what's not working. Number four on the list, Dan, is judging versus learning. Talk to me about that one. If you go back to the amateur mindset, there's a strong need to control. With a strong need to control comes the innate routine or habit of judging. Prospect says something you don't want to hear and you don't want to hear it because it might be a barrier to you achieving the outcome that you want in that meeting. You are now judging what they said more than likely is bad. And when you judge something is bad, the innate tendency is to avoid it, is to move on to something or find something good. Judging is low energy and it limits curiosity. Learning is much different. Learning is having and allowing your curiosity to come out, not judging anything as good or bad, so that if something is said that you would typically label as bad, because you're in learning mode, you're going to ask more questions about it. You're going to learn and try to uncover more about whatever it was that prospect and client said. So judging leads to dead ends. Learning leads to further, more in-depth conversation. Dan, number five is immediate gratification versus debate. What does this mean? Immediate gratification is when you ask a question and the prospect says, oh, that's a great question, you feel immediate gratification. I'm not saying that's bad, but don't hang your hat on it. When you're talking to a prospect and you share an idea and the prospect says, oh, that's an interesting idea. We haven't thought about that before. Immediate gratification. Prospect says, yeah, you know what? We'd be interested in talking again. We'd be interested maybe in a demo. Immediate gratification, right? You earned the outcome, at least in the moment that you wanted. But we all know, if we're going to be honest, all of us have heard those things hundreds, if not thousands of times and haven't won the deal. And when you look for immediate gratification, you're judging something as good and you're going to limit the questions you ask about it. But when you look for debate, it creates a different experience for your prospect. When a prospect says to me in a conversation, I've never thought about that before. I'm going to say, okay, tell me more. What's on your mind? Because I want them to debate why haven't they thought about it before? Have they looked at other options? When a prospect says, I'm not sure that's going to work for us, high performers going to embrace that because that's an opportunity right there through questions to help that prospect debate. Well, what do you mean? Let's walk through that together. If it's not going to work for you, you might be right. Tell me, how'd you come to that conclusion? What's on your mind? Now you're in a scenario where you're helping that prospect debate their thought process and you're there to hear it. And hopefully because you're in learner mode and you're in the mode of learning what you need to learn and hearing what you need to hear, you're going to dive into that debate with the prospect big difference between the two. I also look for the pauses. If a prospect pauses during a conversation after I ask a question, 
I know that they're thinking through something and I do not talk. And that's hard for me. So I embrace the pauses. And I had a client yesterday say the first one who talks loses. Very true. A high performer will embrace silence because they know that silence is powerful. As uncomfortable as it is for me to not fill the space. Number six on the list is positioning value versus creating value. So many companies focus so hard on the value proposition, messaging, and all of those particular skill sets. Their ideology is if you want to get the attention of the prospect, you have to think about two or three things that you can offer that prospect that that prospect doesn't already have. That's positioning value. The challenge with that is number one, you're being very sumptive, and two, you're not spending any time learning and helping that prospect debate. And so you're going to allow that prospect then to do the debate on whether change is necessary or not in that meeting that you're never invited to. You want the prospect to always debate while you're in the room. And that's part of creating value. So an amateur mindset is going to position their value proposition, their pitch, and their presentation based on some assumptions. A high performance mindset knows that they create value for that prospect because they're going to help that prospect do the evaluation and the tough debate regarding change together while both the prospect and the high performer are in the room. Whereas the amateur allows that prospect to leave the room and do the debate on change by themselves. And it's very difficult as human beings to be objective about change. So you mentioned being objective. And number seven on our list is lacking objectivity and then being objective and neutral in your conversations. What does that mean? An amateur mindset will struggle to be objective because at the core of the amateur mindset is this need to create a particular outcome, a second meeting, find pain, schedule a demo. Those are outcomes that serve the sales professional. If an amateur mindset has that need for those outcomes top of mind, they've lost their objectivity because everything that they're going to say, do, or hear, or ask is always going to be congruent with attaining one of those particular outcomes. Whereas a high performer, they realize the power of objectivity. And a high performer realizes that they have to be objective if they want the prospect to be objective. If I'm sitting across from you and I'm asking you questions and you can tell I want or need something from you, how does that impact the answers that you give to my questions? Well, I would say if I'm not really sure that I, w I want or need what you have, I'm probably just going to give you surface level answers. And the more I try to ask questions that pin you down or pin your pain down mm -hmm. or position my value, do you look at me and consider me objective or do you look at me as biased and lacking objectivity? The latter of the two. I would just assume you're there to sell whatever you're trying to sell and you don't really care if I actually need it or not. Right. If we want our prospect to be objective, which means they are trying to debate and evaluate change with less influence from their biases, 
we have to become objective first. The big takeaway is this. The more objective your prospect feels that you are, the more objective they become in their debate and evaluation. The less objective, the more biased they think you are because you're looking for an outcome, the less objective they become in their debate and evaluation. To build off of that, number eight on this list is if we're not objective, we're going to be looking for buying signals versus if we are objective, we're going to be looking, engaging their honesty and vulnerability throughout the conversation. Can you elaborate on that, Dan? Yeah, it's very similar, Kylie, to the immediate gratification versus debate. When we look for buying signals, those are things that we want. Those are things that we determine as good. And there's a gratification in the fact that we hear them or we observe them. The gratification comes from because we think that they're going to create a trajectory for us that gets us closer to our ultimate goal of an outcome, second meeting, a demo, or whatever it might be. It influences too our listening and how we listen. An immediate gratification and buying signals connected to we're going to ask questions that we know the answers to and we're going to listen for what we want to hear. All of that is what the amateur mindset does. What the high performer realizes is let go of control, ask questions you don't know the answer to because you need to hear the truth and get to the truth. So you have to be willing to listen for what you need to hear. You want the prospect to be debating good and bad on change. And you also learn along the way that when you hear the prospect being honest and vulnerable, it's powerful. It usually tells you that debate is occurring, that they're starting to reflect differently on their situation, or they're reflecting differently on the services or the current solution that they already have. Listening for your prospect and how much they're honest and vulnerable will tell you a lot about the trust that you're able to build with that prospect. Number nine does tie back to trust because in each of these scenarios, in an amateur sales conversation, you're going to create some negative sales tension versus in our high-performance conversations, we're creating positive change tension. Can you expand on that for us, Dan? I just reflect back on my years of selling. I would feel a lot of tension to make the sale. Did I position my value? Did I get the answers that I wanted? Did I get buying signals? There was always tension there because I wanted to progress the conversation to the outcome that was most appealing for me, which is the amateur mindset. And I think when you want to make the sale and you're pushing that type of outcome, all that tension is automatic. High performers look for a different type of tension. It's positive tension. Positive tension occurs when the prospect's debating. When the prospect's saying, I don't think this is for us, or maybe the timing's off, or I'm not too sure my team is ready for something like this. Those are amazing opportunities to truly engage the prospect in debate and help that prospect think through past, present, future, pros and cons of those statements and why they feel that way. 
usually what you end up with, the prospect does feel positive tension because they start to realize maybe the status quo won't work. Maybe there's too much at risk and they have to make a change. So as a sales professional out there, if you really want to grow your business, you're going to learn how to create positive tension within your conversations. And that's going to be a key conversation tool that you can use to help that prospect debate more objectively if change makes sense. Dan, if I'm a listener, how do I put this into practice? The best way to put this into practice, Kylie, is to use one of our practice guides. We created a practice guide to help our clients evaluate what types of conversations they're having, but more importantly, to help our clients become more self-aware. There's been recent studies out there that 95% of people think they're self-aware, but in reality, these same studies have shown that only about 10 or 15% of people are truly self-aware. And in, in the game of sales, when you look at this type of conversation standard that we just went through, as a professional looking to get better, your ability to become more self-aware is critical to the evolution of your skill and the improvements that you put yourself through to grow your results. So self-awareness is key, and that's why we created this practice guide, to truly help people become more aware of what types of conversations are they really having. To get the practice guide, email us at breakingsales at lapa180.com. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of this podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com. That's L-A-P-P-I-N 180.com. And there you'll find information on upcoming workshops, different events we're doing throughout the United States, ways to engage with us on social media, as well as a form where you can suggest topics or guests for the podcast. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Kylie out. All right. Do we have another episode? <laughs>